Josh, are the Marvel movies actually sucking right now? You've got to do better. I'm Joe. I'm Josh. You've got questions? You're feeling grounded. <laughs> Welcome to Feeling Grounded with your hosts, Josh and Joe. So what we want you all to do right now is subscribe to Feeling Grounded Podcast, like this video, share this video to any person that you think might enjoy this content. Also, follow us at Feeling Grounded Podcast on Instagram. That's at Feeling Grounded Podcast. Also, on Patreon, for three bucks a month, you guys can enjoy content that Josh and I genuinely enjoy and love to put out there. And guys, leave a question in the comments. Put some comments below the videos. We want to, we want to answer your questions. So if you have any questions for us, type it down below, okay? Entertainment. Where's the entertainment, guys? All right, so what we talked about last week was Black Panther through Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Basically in the next like few months, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll say that again. So what we talked about last week was Marvel Phase 4, a few of the films, Black Widow up until Doctor Strange. And that's only happening for the next few months. That's going to be an overstimulant, let alone the uh, other shows that are coming out as well. That's overstimulation of Marvel as far as we are concerned. And there's not a lot to get behind and to really sink your teeth into as for what's gonna you know it's basically throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what's gonna stick yeah exactly yeah so like we said i think the one i'm excited for most is just the spider-man just because we've mentioned last time about um seeing toby again <laughs> yeah to see toby I, I just want to see toby and and um william defoe um yeah yeah so to tie it all up we're going to talk the rest of marvel phase four up until 2023 right now so i'm sure there'll be more conversations as feeling grounded continues but thor love and thunder oh what a great title i just feel so loved and just filled with like nice pillows and everything like that this is <laughs> i say that with the utmost sincerity this is the dumbest title i have ever heard yeah, it's awful. Uh, really? Thor Ragnarok, when it came out in 2017, 3 was fun. Thor 3 was fun. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I couldn't help but feel that our title character was the butt of the jokes. And we can't rely on a hero who's the butt of the jokes, who is being mocked all this time. And you know, it's the same director coming in for this next one, for Thor Love and Thunder. And We've heard time and time again from Taika Waititi, uh, he doesn't care about the mythos. Um, And we can say a lot about having Natalie Portman as female Thor. I don't really know how much of that is canon in the comics, but um, where does this line up? Where does this line up with, uh, and it feels almost as if like Thor is propping up um, Natalie Portman's character who was missing in the, the third one, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I actually I didn't hear anything about this one yet, but that's that's the story. Is she's going to become like a female Thor? I think so. Yeah. Have you heard about all the like stuff that happened with He Man, like the uh-huh. the remake of that? Yeah, they did. They did some type of bait and switch. Like they said that, like in the trailers, he's the main part, same with Skeletor, and then they killed the two of them off. Right? Is that right? Yeah, and then the strong chick comes up to Lady, who's the one that's in charge. If they do it well, like great, you know, more power to them. But Mm -hmm. like, if they're gonna destroy what we love about Thor, if we destroy like the past, like yeah. If they make them the butt of the jokes again in order to prop up like other characters that prop up something that no one was asking for. Sure. <laughs> that yeah. no one really wants to see. I don't know, man. That has people I... worried legitimately. I can understand yeah, that. I think so, definitely. Now uh to tie and that kind into of, kind yeah, of yeah. The same, it's like the same moving forward, right? Like the next two. Yeah, in the next one, Black Panther 2. And this was um this is a tough one because Chadwick Boseman died uh last year and you know there was overwhelming praise for the first one um nobody said anything bad about it for fear of being called yeah um but Jadwick Boseman is dead may he rest in peace great actor um I'm really going to miss that portrayal. And it's only a wonder what's going to be taking place for this next one. I've heard rumors that Shirley, uh, his sister, you know, she's okay. I didn't really like her humor, but uh, I don't think she can carry a movie. If it's something with um, uh, Michael B. Jordan, who was the villain of the previous movie, I could see something with that, although he is dead, but I'm sure they can come up with some bring him back yeah yeah but that that opens up a can of worms with i mean it could be with the multiverse you know no 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 i'm telling you right now with the multiverse of madness which happens before this they're gonna do some weird post-credit scene that he's gonna come back and become black panther yep yep i'm telling you right now that's what they're gonna do and then (laughs) and then you heard it here folks that is going to make people, while they'll probably initially praise it, just having investment in your characters is going to go out the window because everybody can just come back. Yep. I'm telling you right now that that is my, I will bet money on it. Right. Yep. That's what they're going to do. <laughs> yep. Just, just came up right now. Oh man. That, that, that makes okay, me upset. We'll, that makes we'll me upset. That makes me upset. Um, yeah. Love Michael B. Jordan, but you know, the way that I know that they're going to bring them back, like, yeah, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I'm just really not excited about this phase. Like, I, I just feel like everything's going to just fall apart. Yeah. You know? um, now the best movie of all time, according to critics, Captain Marvel. So Captain Marvel came out in between uh, the two biggest movies of all time, Infinity War and Endgame. I will, as I have seen before, I believe... Uh, Captain Marvel came out in March of 2019 and then Endgame came out of like April. So like six, seven weeks prior to Endgame, the highest grossing movie of all time. Everybody was excited for it. Um, Yeah, give me some thoughts, Josh. It's actually (laughs) called The Marvels. I think it's what it's called. Yeah, it's called The Marvels too. Oh man, I I don't like, I don't like it. I don't like Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. I think it's some of the worst acting I've ever seen. Yeah, so to, 
there's no charm or likability to the actress. Um, she's done some really good movies, like the movie Room. She won uh, an Oscar for that, I believe. So I've never seen it personally, but all accolades to her. Like if she can do a really good role, maybe just like superheroes aren't for her. Um, it's just and, weird because yeah. she was so stern and like she just yeah. always had this like stare and like a face that like she just that was weird man. and i like, think what yeah and i think actor. what they were i think what they good were actor. yeah she is a good actress and i think what's what's makes me question uh this is because i think they wanted her to be like tony stark really um surly and sarcastic like Tony Stark because they knew like, they had it in their plans that he was going to die in Endgame uh, and she was going to be the new face of the MCU but they realized that it just doesn't work with this actress mm-hmm. you know um, yeah, apparently I heard about that in Endgame she was supposed to have a much greater bigger role, impact, bigger role. and after the kind of what yeah they cut her back last minute they cut her back yeah um, you know, Which I'm glad they did. I yeah, pissed. yeah. If she if she killed Thanos, yeah. yeah. Um, but this movie grossed one billion dollars. I will give it that. Um, but you got to look at the reasons why. Why did it gross a billion dollars? Where did it fall into? It fell between Infinity War, great ending in that movie, and it just made you wonder what was going to happen next. Then you have the very next movie that came out. You wanted to see what was happening next with Marvel. It didn't really give you too much as far as the next movie in the saga because it took place in the 90s. But with Endgame, um, yeah, all of our questions were answered. That's what everybody wanted to know. So that's my answer for why it grossed a billion dollars. Just based on curiosity, something to do. Um, And, you know, with uh, there's some other thing. I can't really speak too much to this, but there was controversy with this movie, you know, with reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, I think Rotten Tomatoes blocked negative opinions to get seats in theaters. Right. I yeah. Think so. Yeah. The audience score is way less than like the actual like review. You know how they do have the, the, the two yes. scores? Yes. But yeah, I think the, the definitely, I think there is a lot of weirdness that kind of happened with this. Like they really wanted this to, to, to succeed. I'm yeah. sure it made them a lot of money, but I don't think it did any did them any favors you know, yeah. in the eyes of the people that watched it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, which, yeah, which is why we're not seeing this character until the back half of this film's list. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Because uh, it just did not stick with people, I guess. Um, next on the list, uh, we have uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I have heard nothing about this. And Neither I have know. I. And there's nothing like announcements wise. Yeah, I guess well, it's early. So. Guardians 1 was awesome. 2 was flawed but entertaining. Mm-hmm. You know, but brought nothing new in my opinion. You but know, it's a great cast. Yes. They do, they're going to do great things. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. You I, know, honestly, I, think, I think this will most likely bring a high note like to basically the ending of this whole phase four. Um, right just based on their track record you know we obviously had the james gunn controversy which just shows you know disney's canceling priorities uh he said some pretty weird tweets uh about 10 years ago or so and they're just like we need him because he did suicide squad and we need him again um yeah that's my thoughts on that yeah it's just all weird yeah but i i genuinely think you know 
uh, it'll bring like a nice high note to things. Um, but we shall see. Too early to tell. Um, Ant Man. I, I love Chris. Uh, Chris Pratt. He can do no wrong in my eyes. So yeah, but they they overutilize that guy. You know, Jurassic World, which are awful. Which are awful. Uh, yeah, they are. <laughs> Uh, apparently it's going to be the mario movie or something there's a mario movie coming out yeah yeah they just announced it a couple days ago and he's like he is like mario this conversation (laughs) is over (laughs) (laughs) i love him but like i don't know i don't know how that's gonna how that's gonna be yeah yeah um blade i was gonna say ant-man but i skipped blade blade is uh coming out is this like blade blade like yeah blade blade like Empire like Slayer? yeah wesley snipes was in the 90s now they're doing uh the guy from uh, i forget his name but it's the it's the guy from um uh, the green book the green book i haven't seen that with uh vigo mortensen right I, yeah yeah um, this one is too early to tell it could be great it could be uh, bad I'm probably gonna ruin it because i love the first one like the original Wesley Snipes. Yeah, I, I I think it's good. I don't know. I mean, and they I probably they probably still could use Wesley Snipes. Yeah, I don't know. Move on. Let's move on. <laughs> All right, Quantumania. Nothing special. I I never saw these movies in theaters. Ant Man and then Ant Man and the Wasp. You know, not so nothing special to rein in. You know, it's. The other movies were dull and predictable. You know, he's the background character in the second one. He was a background character in his own movie with uh, the Wasp. And I feel like that's going to happen again. Yeah, I mean, I disagree with you a little bit. I think okay. after uh, re-watching the MCU, like the first time, like I, I, I skipped Ant-Man. I didn't really care about it. Mm-hmm. But then after watching it for the first time, I really like the humor mm-hmm. in ant-man and ant-man and the wasp but yeah, yeah I, I see what you mean i love paul rudd i think he's he's great oh he's yeah great oh yeah great actor and um but yeah i, I understand what you mean because there's always like the ones that's like okay like i remember when they announced this like the very first ant-man everyone was like what like what is this like <laughs> why would they do this um but yeah so i don't yeah and he, he needs i hate when they do this when they take the main character and then they put them on the back burner. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like they've done that so many times. Like I've I've come to watch like I'm like a Thor movie. I'm gonna I want to watch Thor. You know, yeah. like make it about them. Um, but I feel that I feel you. But it's only a wonder what's gonna happen with this story because if you take a look at Quantum Media, you talk about the quantum realm, you talk about the multiverse. This whole bit that we've got going on with Phase Four before we go into Fantastic Four. It's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger that the bubble will eventually burst. We got so we'll a while. See. And that and that just makes me feel even more tired. <laughs> I know. The, the, the thing that's going to be riding high or low for Fantastic Four is the casting and the writing. Because every single Fantastic Four movie has been awful. Oh, horrible. And if anybody could do it, it's this crew, Marvel Studios. Mm-hmm. But where their priorities have lied, who knows? Based on, you know, these first couple movies that have come out, like in these last uh, few months. So we'll see. Do I feel excited? Do I feel excited for it? I feel like some cautious optimism. That's the best way I can describe it. 
because really our favorite characters are dead uh nothing to make me truly excited uh the shows if we can get into that for a brief moment you know wanda vision and falcon and the winter soldier they're preachy and lecturing best way i could put it you know about culture today like we said before uh with less emphasis on story right um it's not popular to the people you know the virus sh- slowed momentum for anything that the mcu had before yeah yeah oh, exactly exactly so yeah i really don't know what the future is going to hold for for marvel um so we'll see i mean honestly i'm really not that excited about like any of this stuff mm-hmm. and um I mean, I, obviously, one C isn't going to make that big of a difference, but I'm sure there's some people that agree with me. Um, so, I mean, we'll see what happens. We'll see I what think happens. that there will be some good numbers for mm-hmm. these box offices, particularly for Spider-Man, Spider-Man. particularly yeah, Spider-Man. for multi multiverse, Black yeah. Panther, probably. Uh, <laughs> maybe Guardians, sure, but maybe Blade and Fantastic Four. But I feel the exhaustion has already set in. And I feel like we really won't see bad numbers until phase five, six. Okay. Okay. I like that prediction. Yeah. But as far as my prediction goes about uh, Black Panther 2, it still sticks. I still think that they're going to do some multiverse thing with their new Black Panther. Yep. Yeah, I probably will. All right. We'll see what happens. And I, th- I feel like the what if show is to like prepare us for this. Yeah, good point. The future is inevitable, but let's travel back in time. So October 6th, 2006, one of my favorite movies, The Departed, by Martin Scorsese, is released. Now, Martin Scorsese has a tremendous track record, and he's actually bombarded the MCU. You know, you got Goodfellas. You've got, mm-hmm. of course, The Departed. Uh, so kind of want to get your thoughts on The Departed. This is starring Leo DiCaprio. We got Mark Wahlberg. We got Alec Baldwin. Got Matt Damon. This is one of those movies that I just watched on my own on a day off. Like, while I was, like, before, I think before we had kids. Mm-hmm. Like, I had a day off. Claire was at work, and I was home. And I was like, I'm watching this movie. I've, I've heard for years that it was that it was amazing. I knew that there was a twist in it. And I had no idea. I came in blind. And I was so amazed at how awesome this movie was. Yep. Like, it's in, it's a, so... You were probably awesome. angry with that twist, too. I screamed uh, at my, yeah. my... Yeah, I definitely was. But I will say, what happens gets justified. Yes. And then uh, you see the, the rat at the very end, uh, the Boston yeah. Capitol building meaning that there is still more corruption going on, even in the highest of levels. It's great symbolism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's... 15 years, man, ago, this movie wow. came out. I love this movie, man. Wasn't, it was Jack Nicholson, too, right? He was oh, like yeah. The... Well, how can I forget? Yeah. yeah. It's what like is... literally every, like, the best <laughs> male actor. This is a movie we could, like, do a whole episode on. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So we should do that in the future. I like your I ideas. I want to watch. Um, I want to watch. What's the one with Al Pacino and Robert De Niro? That the, the Heat. Heat. Yep. Heat. Yep. That's on my too. I haven't seen that one. 
I've watched half of it, uh, mostly because it came off of Netflix. I fell asleep and then it was off the next day. So yeah, you fell asleep during it, huh? So maybe it's no, like no, it. It, no. It was great. I was very tired that day, and it was very oh. enthralling. There you go. Okay, good to know. <laughs> I'll keep it on my list. Yeah, I love Martin Scorsese movies. Uh, Taxi Drivers, like, oh my gosh, it's crazy. Mm. And the uh, Scorsese, he uh, made a cameo in that movie. All right, so October sixth, twenty twenty, Eddie Van. Halen, arguably one of the big, the greatest guitarists of all time, yeah. dies of throat cancer. Mm-hmm. He loved those cigarettes, man. His style of playing, he introduced something called tapping, which is when you, which I mean, it's been done before, but he was the one that really popularized it, yeah. where you are playing on um, the neck and you're using a finger to hit frets and you're kind of moving around. And it just creates this like supersonic, super fast style of playing that's like unbelievably impressive. I can see how people on that 1978 Van Halen debut album, people thought because it came out in the song Eruption, right. uh, people thought it was like something from space. And it, it legitimately sounds like a space gun to me. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's, it's really crazy. It's, it's, it's fun to do. Um, yeah, I feel like Eruption is one of those songs that, like, every, it's a kind of a cliche, like, everybody has to learn that one. Mm-hmm. Then everyone fails and then gives up. Um, but, yeah, so I will be honest and say Van Halen is not one of my favorite bands. Mm-hmm. I really am not a huge fan of, like, the glam stuff. Yeah. But I really appreciate what he has done. And, like, whenever he played and did his solos, like, I, I was always just drooling mm-hmm. at the stuff. Hamana, 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 hamana. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I have a lot of respect for him. I don't really like the band, but I have a lot of respect for him. I find a lot more like the internal drama the most interesting part. I mean, there there's something that is classic about Van Halen One. I love that album. Um, you know, you have Women and Children first, Van Halen Two, um, Diver Down sucks. Uh, it's just all covers for the most part and then uh, uh, mean streets is a really great song you of course have 1984 and then you have this that's all david lee roth you know arguably one of i mean he's got an ego but he's still fantastic uh i saw van halen live like in 2015 i i don't know if i told you that they're they're, they're pretty good I didn't know that. That's pretty David, cool. David Lee Roth, he, uh, he forgot the lyrics. And he's just like, I don't remember the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. Um, Sammy right. Hagar, then they were a lot more, like, a lot more songs about love instead of sex. Right, right. Um, which I actually really like the Sammy Hagar crew. And right. I, it's very interesting because obviously they had a bit of a falling out with David Lee Roth. They mostly blamed David Lee Roth, the fans anyway, because he's known to be outspoken. But then when they had some stint with Hagar and he left, they're like, well, maybe the Van Halen brothers aren't so innocent. Maybe. I actually think Sammy Hagar and Michael Anthony are like two salt of the earth guys, you know, because yeah. they, they, they did Michael Anthony, the bassist dirty. Uh, yeah. Sure. And then if we can just talk about real quick, Van Halen three with their infamous third singer, the guy from uh, extreme. Oh yeah. Yeah. His name was uh, 
oh god what was his name gary sharon uh they made him sound like uh sammy hagar even though that's not what his vocal range like is complimentary towards at all uh mm-hmm. and that album van halen 3 blue mm-hmm. just they, they kept changing the tempo there was no hooks in the yeah. in, and i was just watching some youtube videos on the making of that album Ugh, tour underperformed album was Definitely. The world Definitely. will never be the same because every single ever the, the thing is we don't understand every single guitarist post nineteen seventy eight was copying Eddie Van Halen up until like nineteen ninety one. He mm-hmm. like they cha- like all those bands like Rat, Autograph, Cinderella, Skid Row, um, Randy Rhodes even, but Randy Rhodes he's a tier of his own. But like the tapping thing. They copied him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they definitely did. They definitely did. Um, and yeah, so he, and he, you know, he stylized this concept of the guitar. He brought like love into it again. Cause I feel like oftentimes, you know, the, the interest in the guitar kind of ebbs and flows mm-hmm. with whoever's kind of popular and, and um, all that. Since Van Halen got huge, and especially because of him, um, it really blew up. You know, yep. the, the concept of rock guitar and uh, really intricate, intricate, intricate playing. So, long hair, long hair was out and big hair was in. Yeah. <laughs> so, what we want you all to do right now is subscribe to Feeling Grounded podcast, like this video, share this video to any person that you think might enjoy this content. Also, follow us at Feeling Grounded Podcast on Instagram. That's at Feeling Grounded Podcast. Also on patreon for three bucks a month you guys can enjoy content that josh and i genuinely enjoy love to put out there and guys leave a question in the comments put some comments below the videos you want to we want to answer your questions if you have any questions for us type it down below okay you've you've got questions you're feeling grounded